episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Sup, Broads? What's going on, Broads? How are you? We just had <laughs> Becca. I think, I think every single week there's an audio, like there's a drama. Broads, I know you're. What not, have I done I, to deserve this? I mean, I don't even know. I feel like I'm a. Decent I think I'm a person. pretty good person. <laughs> Both of us. I think well, I'm I don't know. Right? I don't. I mean, I don't think I'm the best person, but like, my lord, <laughs> Brads, I know you never see, but like every week since the, for the past like three months, there's been drama before when we have our like our guests on. It's always like, oh my god, so sorry, the audio's crashing, everything's happening. Yeah, no. So Evan's like an audio engineer, and every time I'm like, hey, so this is going on, and he like with my side of audio, and he's always like. Yeah, I've literally like every never week, heard of that just before. Like, um, I've never seen that happen. <laughs> no, absolutely never. And never any time does he ever. And <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, too, you know, this is, again, what he does for like a profession. He's working with like uh-huh. <laughs> big artists. And then yeah. every time we have a, a Zoom issue, he's just like, never heard of it. Never seen this happen once. So, yeah. So there's that. Also, you know, you said we were decent people, but I'm at my mom's right now or my mom and dad's recording. My mom calls us. She told me this the other day. She said, yeah, when my friends ask, oh, your daughter has a podcast. What's it called? She goes, well, they're called the chatty broads, but I like to call them the bratty chicks. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Fucking called out by Mama Martinez. <laughs> bratty chicks. Because she's Christian, she says bratty chicks. If she wasn't Christian, she'd probably call us bratty bitches, I'm sure. I mean, I'll take either, to be honest. <laughs> I've been called a brat since day one. This is not anything new. <laughs> I know she says we're mean. I don't believe it. I think we're pretty nice. Actually, I don't know. I, think I was like, Mom, that's only half our content. It's only when we're making fun of bachelor people. The other half of the time, we're like trying to help people, you know? It's all about balance, Mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just Oh, but I am I learned it from someone. Like I blame you, honestly. Um, but uh, how are you? I know Becca is currently with fam. I'm good. I'm not with child anymore, so that's, you know, a big bonus. That's very true. I've really been basking in that. Do you like my do you like my family photo? I do love the family photo. It's so beautiful. It's it feels <laughs> it feels like you're in like this dope 70s pad. <laughs> I know it's like this. It's like this particularly weird 70s photo. None of our other photos around are like that. It just makes me look like I'm in some grandma basement or something. I feel like this is that 70s show when we're like, we're not recapping a Bachelor Goat episode. We're recording the Brady Bunch. We're recapping the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Another thing I just noticed when I was connecting to the Wi-Fi is that there's another Wi-Fi, not my parents, called CNN is fake news. Uh, so, you know, we're back in Clovis, <laughs> baby. We're back in Fresno. Let's do and this. That's what their Wi-Fi name is. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> they just want to share with the neighbors. Just make, make sure, sure that they know you should woke sheeple. You should you should start. You should start walking around the neighborhood, knocking on doors. being like, Excuse me. You should you should actually drive by in like your car and get a huge NPR sticker on the back and whoever like throws an egg on it, you know whose home that is. Yeah, I should actually just change my parents' Wi-Fi to Fox's fake news. Oh, I like that. 
I think that's a that's great passive aggressive. I love a passive aggressive. I don't really care if they think CNN is fake news. It really doesn't bother me that much, but I'd really like to rile them up. Maybe we are. This sounds like we maybe are bratty chicks. And I'm fine <laughs> with it. I'm so I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Becca, I'm just happy to be sitting here about to be a bratty chick with you and have a conversation about a mindless bachelor recap because I am in a mood like I I think we need to get maybe um, a therapist on an upcoming episode because I don't know about any of our other broads, but I feel like the past like two or three weeks, dear friends and family of mine are like just coming out of the woodworks saying the most outrageous shit, refusing to grow and Oh, damn. I just I feel like that person's me. <laughs> it's you in the family. <laughs> no, I just mean like in my family. That's that's I'm probably that person. They're like, oh, my God, Becca. But no, I'm talking about with everything going on in the world, wanting to have conversations about, um, you know, uh, anti-racism, about all these anti-Semitic things, all, all the stuff going on, wanting to have conversations. And all of a sudden, the past couple of weeks, I've just been like having all these really, really intense conversation with like family and friends mm. who are just saying things that are just like, oh, my God, just refusing, just, you know, fingers in the ears and just not. Oh, mm. and I feel like I'm like, you know what? It is time. We need to find the right maybe therapist or something to come on the podcast and maybe have a conversation about how to talk with people close friends or family when you have deep disagreements about things and especially like then where's the balance of boundaries if those conversations are unnecessary and important that you need there things you believe in that are wrong that you Mm. have to talk to them about but what if they won't listen and then you know i don't know yeah it's well, I'm down to talk about that. All right. But then now it's for me seeing all these people, friends of mine who I'm like, I thought that like we were on similar like pages, mm. just all of a sudden just going in one opposite direction and trying to have these conversations with them. Like politically and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Politically. Um, I think morally. In my opinion, I look at some of the things that they're posting and I'm like, no, 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 that's so wrong and you know where do you find that balance of you know having Mm -hmm. the conversations and then yeah i don't know it's just so much i feel like we need to a therapist would be good right now (laughs) there's a lot going on we need to have a therapist talk to us about how to process all the covid information and not like not from a medical standpoint from i think from an emotional standpoint from a standpoint thinking about others too all all that i think a therapist would be good talk space i'm into it (laughs) Want to sponsor in a whole episode for us? Bring on some therapists, please. Oh, well, my you Lord. Know, it is a great time to talk about something mindless. It is a great time. And also, uh, just so you broads know, on Thursday, we do have an episode coming up. July is wrapping up already. I can't even believe it. And that uh, comes the close of the end of uh, Disability Pride Month, which, you know, that's the designated month. So we really, we have to have the perfect guest wheelchair rapunzel aka alex Stacy, is coming on on thursday i am so excited um i've been hoping that she would come on and i can't wait just slid in those dms i slid in those dms Woo! and i kept saying hello 
hi, it's me. <laughs> Will you please come on? So she's coming on. And uh, so we have her on Thursday. And also at the end of this episode, I'm so excited. We last minute were able to have a few minutes to chat with Sarah Heron, who's in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, love her. She was amazing to pop on for like she only had like 15 minutes and she squeezed us in and so we love her and she's going to be at the end of the episode so we'll chat with her at the end um but yeah mindless conversations let's talk some some bachelor tea for a second uh i think that's probably important (laughs) i don't i don't know if you've heard this but colton oh i did hear this is made me livid spotted out with lucy hale and if you don't know who Lucy Hale is, she was from Pretty Little Liars. She's very famous. And I feel upset for some reason. Why I don't am know I why I feel I feel I, very I protective of Cassie. I don't know why. I don't she know might why totally I be feel upset so too. <laughs> Cassie might I don't know why. I, <laughs> why? I felt the same way. I was just like, really, Colton? That's classless. I have no <laughs> idea why I felt that way. I felt the exact same way. And I don't know why I feel so protective of Cassie. Like I said, Cassie might be out dating up a storm. No idea. Cassie might be dating this crazy famous A-lister the second okay. after they... But I feel so, like... You know what bothers protective. me about it? Yeah. He, he, Colton and and Lucy Hale are both very much aware of the fact that if they're going out fucking walking on Runyon Canyon or wherever the fuck they were, Runyon, they yeah. know that they're going to get spotted and photographed. True. 100%. And so that really bugs me because it's like it's easy to just go chill in one of your, you know, swanky house in the hills backyard. Yeah. Like you can totally just chill and be like, again, we don't know where Cassie and, and he stand. Like you could totally just chill and like just wait a few months and then the, like you know what's gonna I don't know it's just like they know what's gonna happen. Yep. No, I totally they know what's hear gonna you. get out. They know. And I feel like it's so Colton to like flex uh-huh. and just be like, look, I'm dating like a real celebrity because you know Lucy doesn't need that attention. No. <laughs> Lucy's like, no, I'm fine. I have many shows. Okay. No. I, it, yeah. It felt just. <sighs> sleazy uh, yeah it just bummed felt sleazy to me yeah it felt like this whole drama just came out with him and cassie they were going back and forth and now all of a sudden there's photos of him with like you know a lister and apparently i think this is completely speculated so i'll riff but i was reading that the way that like his connection to her is through greg skulkin or sulkin or whatever who's dating cassie's sister oh, surprise well i read though that lucy talked highly of him when he got picked for the bachelor yes. and then i heard that she slid in his dms after cassie and he broke up <gasps> i read this on for some real? gossip magazine website so i have oh no idea if that's true why didn't she but, go on the, why didn't she go on the season if she wanted to date colton huh that would have been so shit. exciting She's not here for the right reason. If she was committed, she would have showed up on. She would have put the effort in, competed with all the other women. (laughs) I don't know. Just yeah, it just does. Because you got to wonder, like, is this a petty response to Cassie then calling him out? I don't know. No, I it it might. I mean, it's hard to not think that when it the timing of it, it was so like consecutive 
because obviously totally get if he if Lucy slid into his DMs and he's like hell to the yes, like super down for that. She's a beautiful, talented woman. Um, But it just felt like timing wise, like it might be a little bit vindictive. Not a not a coincidence. Any other bachelor tea? Um, well, the only other thing is that some of the men are already kicked off of Claire's season. Um, oh. we, you know, we did our recap, uh, last week of the men of their like photos, bios, which by the way, within 24 hours of our episode coming out, all the men made their face or their Instagrams private. So, which is fascinating. Cause I think they already started filming. So like, how did that work? I don't know. Are they allowed like, to have did their they give phones? them their phones back? Are they allowed to have their phones? Is this going to be a new twist? Oh my god, that would be crazy. They're like texting Claire since she is in the same. Since they're just chilling in a villa, seriously. Well, or in a resort. I'm wondering. Like, I mean, it seems the fact that the guys who already got kicked off posted that they got kicked off is so anti what normally happens in the franchise. You normally aren't allowed to say like. These guys are posting yeah. that they're that they're been they've been kicked off of her season. So it's like how far That's are they weird. how far are they gonna like let this go? Like how are we gonna know who the top ten are? But are they still private? Like is it just people who are already friends with them showing that? No. I remember I got my phone back and I was No? No, they what the these guys went off private. I don't That's know. That's shocking. It's trippy, right? I'm wondering if ABC's like, we're going to try something new now. Because what I was thinking about, and we need to have Reality Steve on to talk about this. But what I okay. was thinking about is like how much, how many spoilers is Steve going to know? Like how fast is this production turnaround going to be? Because they're filming it right now and it's going to air in September. And if there's no, if there's no um, offsite dates where people are able to take photographs and things like how much is Steve going to actually know minus people leaking from the crew. Oh, is this going to be one that Steve has no idea? Like what the ending is going to be? No, I feel like he has an insider. Yeah, he's has to, right? It's Fleiss. <laughs> Mike Fleiss. I, mean, I, reality. Be, I, I definitely feel like there's a little bit of a conspiracy of like, they allow certain things to be revealed. Yes, that perhaps Reality Steve is paid by ABC. That's a twist and a half. And occasionally he gets it wrong, quote unquote, because they want it to seem more realistic. Speaking of which, uh, did you ever listen to Nick's interview with him? I didn't. I did not either. I got some some messages about. Nick Vial and Reality Steve had an interview together and people were like, what are your thoughts? And I'm like, I still haven't listened. Me neither. Damn it. Okay, never mind. If, well, um, I'll listen and then maybe we can chat about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but I know that one, we, we do need to have Steve on. Yeah, we should. Before, so should. a no spoiler I'm, Steve episode and just like... I'm not against Steve at all. Except me either. He, was, he made annoying jokes about me. Did about he me being like underage? Yeah, he was just making the stupid like on the nose jokes about when they didn't release my age in the cast list. He was just like Becca was in was in had her heart broken, blah blah blah. Like in 
prom junior year since that was only two years ago. Just like just dumb jokes like that. I don't know. But I don't care. It's his job. My thing is that I'm like, I'm not anti-reality, Steve, because in my opinion, if you want to seek out spoilers, go for it. Like, find the spoilers. And for anybody, I know that Chris Harrison has said, like, Steve ruins it for so many people because there's so many people working. And I'm like, if anything, reality Steve has hyped up the show. Like, I feel like it's been nothing but beneficial to have different, like, versions of how you can watch the show. You can watch it unspoiled or you can watch it spoiled. And that's, like, an exciting twist. If you want to watch it spoiled, I totally get it. For us now, we've decided that, you know... That's just not as much fun. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Anywho. Uh, So I think that's that's really all the tea. I mean, I'm just really excited to see if ABC starts letting these guys announce that they're getting kicked off. That is so bizarre because we were given we were given very specific instructions. One, to keep our profiles on private, like from the moment we left for recording, we had to do that or we had to delete or deactivate our profiles. And two, we were given really specific instructions that we were not to go off private um until the airing of like the first night or something like that it was it was really close to when it was going to be released that we were supposed to be able to go off private i mean so new twists new style of a show that's fascinating new twist. one last question before we jump to some quick ads do you think that this season is going to be like one of the most watched seasons or do you think people are going to be like kind of oves I don't know. Do we get any feedback about how the goat episodes are doing? I don't think they're doing that great, but it's also they've already aired. I, I part of me yeah. wonders if Claire's season might be one of the largest because it's people I would imagine everyone's going to be so not. First of all, not only have people not gotten bachelor content now for a long time, like fresh new bachelor content, but I would think that people are going to be so curious, myself included, as of how this is going to go down, it feels like it's going to be more like if any of you've watched Love Island, like Love Island, because you're stuck in one spot. It's going to feel way more like that to me than this kind of jet setty. I don't know. Maybe the rules are a little different. I don't know. I'm excited. I don't know either. I I don't I really don't know. I have no idea how it's going to go rating wise. I think I feel like just because it's been such a gap, there was no paradise Mm-hmm. Well, it could go one of two ways. Like there hasn't been a season in so long that maybe people will be itching, but also like maybe people just kind of forgot about the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> people are like the what, huh? <laughs> I think if if it would have been if they would have chosen like Maddie or uh, or maybe a Hannah Brown part two, it would have been it would for sure be the biggest season ever because people would be like, who's going to be back? Are they going to throw in some people we already know? What are they going to do? But it's a question mark to me because of Claire and because she is older and some people aren't as interested because they don't have a relationship, quote unquote, with her because they didn't see her seasons or whatever. Um, Right. Maybe. You know what? This makes me wonder. I never thought about this before. When they have the next season of the Matt James, when they have Matt James season, I wonder if they're going to put like Hannah Brown or Maddie on it since neither of them were in paradise. I wonder if we're going to see a lot of reintros to girls that were on Pete's season because there wasn't paradise. I mean, that's what they should do. They should 100% throw in some of the OGs. <gasps> oh, 
Becca, the power dynamic that might go on. What if remember the cats and the rat, the cats and the rats last season? Ugh, the worst. I hated that. What if? Yeah. What if they put in two people from Pete's season? What if they put in like five? And they are like, are this crew and they're so mean to the other girls. Oh, God, I'm into that. I'm into that, too. Let's give us give us something new. Mix this shit up, because I'm assuming it's still going to be with Matt James. It will still be a um, quarantine style. Like I would imagine by that point, they're still not going to be able to like travel. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's do some ads and get into uh, let's get into Sean's season. season. Um, all right, so broads, something I've come to learn as a business owner is that I need to do the things I'm good at and release those time-consuming things that are necessary, but not in my wheelhouse to someone else, if at all possible. Uh, for me, this encompasses all things formatting and distribution. The creative side of that, so much fun. The execution of the details for me, that's going to be a hard pass. Not not very good at that. Um, it always leads to me huffing and puffing and resenting the project at hand. So discovering issue has been a game changer in the way that I work. I love issue. Okay, issue is pretty cool. It's the all-in-one platform where you create and distribute beautiful digital publications. We're talking everything from brochures to magazines to sales collateral. It's the perfect tool for creators, marketers, designers, basically anyone that wants to make eye-catching content. And uh, work culture has obviously taken a huge shift lately, which has left a lot more people going out on their own or starting new ventures. That's great, but it can also be really scary. So you can let Issue be your helping hand in all things creative. Trust me, it's a lifesaver. Uh, when you use Issue, you'll be creating your content one time, only once. Then you upload onto the Issue platform and they transfer your PDFs into customizable templates that are true to your vision. It really doesn't get much easier than that. If, you, if you're used to having to reformat, you know that it takes forever and it's very time consuming. So Issue is a true lifesaver time-wise. Best of all, it's free to get started with issue you just go to issu.info slash chatty to sign up for your free account that's issu.info slash chatty to sign up and let them know you heard about it from our show remember that's dot info not dot com go to issue.info slash chatty to set up your free account today All right. So in the past year, I've really tried to make a conscious effort to have the best quality food and products around my house. Um, However, that's not always possible because, first of all, the cost, it's expensive. Um, And that could also mean hitting three or four different stores to get everything I need. But I found a solution and I do the majority of my shopping online now at Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. I love them and I love their mission that they have too. Mm -hmm. They have the best selection of high quality, healthy and sustainable products online. Basically, if you could imagine all your favorite health food stores and online shops, combine them all into one, throw in some extra savings for good measure, you'd have Thrive Market. It's an absolute dream if you have a house of picky eaters or you yourself have dietary restrictions you have to follow. I'm allergic to multiple things. Yes, you uh, are. Thrive Market. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Allergy broad over here. Um, Thrive Market lets you easily shop for over 70 different diets and values like keto, paleo, gluten-free, fair trade, so many more. I also 
love their selection of clean beauty products. It is my go-to place for buying those. Oh, they're so great. And they don't just have the food products or the pantry staples, like Becca was saying. They have the clean beauty products. I personally did an overhaul of my cleaning supplies the other day, so I could switch to cleaner, non-toxic options. And I saved $60, which more than paid for my membership. And every dollar I save after that is just icing on the cake. On average, Thrive members are saving $32 per order. And $32 an order, that adds up quickly, especially these days when you're doing a lot of online shopping, a lot more eating at home. You're at home a lot more using more cleaning products. A lot more products, eating. A lot more eating just in general for me lately. You know, it's that adds up that $32 yeah. every, every haul. So, And you're able to still get your favorite products from Thrive. They have everything. Well, if you go to thrivemarket.com slash chatty, you can join today and you'll get a free gift uh, to your choosing up to $22 in value. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash chatty. You can start your risk-free membership and you're going to get a free gift today. That's thrivemarket.com slash chatty. All right. So let's get into this Sean recap. Um, I have to be honest with you, B. I um I loved Sean and Catherine's season, but this recap was a little bit of a snooze fest to me. I said the same thing. I it it, it was like didn't do much for me. No, I I think I guess now that I think about it, Sean's season minus Tierra, which she was a lot of drama, didn't have a ton of drama. It was actually just packed full with a lot about of about the love. It was packed full of love. Sean was very consistent and it was filled with women who were just like really wonderful, cool, agreeable women. And so it there wasn't a lot of like crazy drama. It was it made sense that like a, a lifelong love story came out of this because it wasn't just like a Pete season shit show. OK, don't you find it weird that uh, I could be wrong because, you know, you know, I was zoning in and out of this episode. Understood. But didn't they not ever really address the whole fantasy suites born again virgin thing? They absolutely did not, Becca. And I didn't understand why that wasn't talked about crazy to me i wonder if it was like at his request or something i don't know i would think i would think that he'd want to talk about it because sean and Catherine are both very vocal about their beliefs in god and their like personal choices that they've made they're both very open about it he talked about god a lot on the season she i think i could be wrong but i think she became a christian after they did yeah after they got married or he, something he posted about it i saw him post about it on yeah. some platform about like her accepting christ so i was i was really surprised that they didn't get into that more it was also like i'm guessing i didn't watch the season but i'm guessing it was a major topic on the season it was it was a big topic i don't i I think, in fact, they didn't even talk about fantasy suites in general. No, I didn't understand this recap. And I think, Broads, if you if you um, weren't, I guess you'd know this, of course. But Sean's season was the very first Bachelor Goat episode that they aired. Um, And it was almost like they've gotten better as each week has happened. So it's almost like they're realizing via editing or something like, oh, we should add more this. Like, that's what it seemed like to me, because I felt like they were missing so many things that would have been interesting conversations to have. And at least the past two goat episodes, we've loved both of them. Um, 
they've been way more like fast paced and enjoyable. But even Brad season had two seasons. True. Packed into one because we were talking, Jess and I were talking off the air about, yeah, how we really like the two, the two seasons packed into one recap episode. I think because we, I think, I think if they don't have like, um, a Brad situation where there's two or they're not doing the first batch or first bachelorette, it would seem that maybe a better call for them would just to do like, would be to do, for instance, um, Nick's season into Rachel's season, like at least yeah. a double like that. So we get to meet or Rachel or even do like Jason's season and Ari's season. Yes. Since they both, you know, like themes. Yes. A beautiful parallel as it were. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, it just was like the these these single ones. I forgot because we were like had Andy them. and Caitlin's together. Yes. Since Nick was on both of those or something. Yeah, so then make the whole thing about Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I know I thought that after saying it. I'm like just Nick's been in so many of them. Nick. I feel like he could have like a, a two part bachelor goat like like week to week. Like we're just gonna air. Literally every he's been on so many seasons. <laughs> bachelor. I wish they would also do a bachelor in paradise goat episode me too like those would be i think really interesting goat episodes because there's so much drama and you could pack all of that into a three hour and i feel like it would still be very entertaining because you could follow oops you could follow along the different like love stories that are happening yeah you could you could just they could do one bachelor goat episode just about paradise where they were like you know highlights of paradise and just talk about like the wildest moments, like the most romantic moments, like the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I mm, we need to talk to the producers. Consult us. I know. They, <laughs> I know they won't speak with us. But Give us a call. I recommend <laughs> it for the future of your show. I'm going to start aggressively sliding into some DMs. I know I'm going to get blocked, but I'm just going to start hitting these producers up and be like, listen, I know you're not fans of us, but I have some thoughts. You saw the ratings of Listen to Your Heart. You saw the ratings of the Bachelor Goat episodes. I highly recommend you contact us for any new shows you're developing. Yes. We are the voice of the people. The Broad Squad is wise. They have informed us their thoughts. They are powerful and mighty. So you're going to want to go with our ideas. (laughs) Just get really big headed about it. I know we're in it. Like, you know how Kanye West is like, I made that bitch famous about Taylor Swift. That's how we can start behaving about The Bachelor. Like, we actually made The Bachelor famous. Just about. (laughs) And then it goes from Bachelor to just like ABC in general. We're just like, yeah, you know, they wouldn't be that great without us. Modern Family, a success because of Chatty Broads. (laughs) It was mediocre in the first season. Do you recall? (laughs) Disney, who are they, really? (laughs) Eh. Just fine. Um, okay, but what I was thinking the whole time and going off of what you said, too, about um, about how they didn't include, like, any of the... Well, because I believe Sean, ha- like, was considering himself to be... I don't know what the correct term is. Is, like, re-virgin... Born again Born virgin. Born again virgin, thank you. Um, bada bing, bada boom. I know it's a little different from Colton, but he gives me so much Colton energy. Like, he was like the daddy, and Colton is like the son. He... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like all-American boy values and morals. Yes, and even like the... Just like the energy in general, like the presence reminds me of like Colton. Like, he... In his interview, even then with Catherine, I've watched them on a couple like spinoff type shows and it it 
reminds me, they remind me so much of each other and they look similar to me. <laughs> I don't know. You know what it is? And uh, Sean and Colton don't get offended by this, but this is going to sound kind of offensive. They're both a little like attention slash fame. Um, they're interested in that. Yes. That's a that's very interesting. Yes, I was going to say like fame whore. That's just a little too rude and a little too aggressive. But they are both definitely interested in being in the spotlight and they enjoy having an audience and enjoy entertaining that audience. That is very spot on. And in that same vein, they are the ones who seem like they don't care about it. Like they have that personality and that look and whatever that you'd think, oh, this wouldn't be their cup of tea. But turns out they're the ones that maybe care more about ratings than some of the other people. You know, have you seen Sean's Twitter presence? He is like, what kind of dad tweets can I come up with to get the most likes? And oh, really? Is he active on Twitter? Yeah. Like he thinks he's like the Chrissy Teigen of Bachelor Nation. (laughs) Well, actually, maybe I shouldn't make that parallel now that she deleted her Twitter or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on with her. Uh, I'm sure I'll get DMs about this. But, But anyway, you know how she would always do like the mom relatable tweets? That's like Sean's brand on Twitter. Yes. I okay. Okay. Well, the thing is, too, like and again, I always it's interesting you say that because I always think of Sean and I always go like, oh, he's kind of like doesn't care. But he does like he I mean, they had their wedding live. They've done numerous of like the big not big brother, but like the reality wife swap. They've done a a ton of reality. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They've done a bunch of reality TV stuff post, which I mean, blessings. I would do the same thing. Are you kidding me? I'd take advantage as much as I could. I'd be 80 years old riding this thing home. (laughs) And they will be. (laughs) They will be. And I would totally get it. Um but yeah, oh, that's so. <laughs> you think Sean was pissed when they did the interview with Chris Harrison after he's like lecturing his kids, like you botched it, <laughs> you botched. <laughs> this was mommy and daddy's love story, and you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. I was like, Sean, please don't call your kids animals again. It's happened like four times in the interview, and I at first was fine, but now I feel a little uncomfy. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of that. (laughs) There's like secretly some dark shit going. Just like, oh God. Oh no. God, do I love Catherine though. I love Catherine. Doesn't she just seem like a real girl's girl? She is a real girl's girl. And she, this, this recap or or this uh, goat episode reminded me of how much I was in love with her. Now, I didn't think that Sean was going to pick her because I, um, again, it made it seem on the, um, on this episode, they're able to craft this narrative and we've said this before like I think they made Brad seem more likable on the goat episode than he Mm. actually was throughout the season like they're able to craft it and show you just the certain pieces and I remember watching Sean's season and being like oh Catherine you know she's like he likes her but I don't feel like their relationship is quite as accelerated as some of the other uh, women with Sean but she was always my favorite like she was just anytime she was with Sean she was just having the best time ever she was so much fun and was never involved in the drama but like wouldn't have a problem when like Tierra was doing some wild shit like she'd call it out and she wasn't just like I'm gonna avoid everything she was just the uh, perfect balance 
Well, so it was, I mean, we'll probably end up skipping around anyway. Who, so who cares? I just felt like Sean and Catherine clicked. Like what? So I, you know, when I was watching the recap, it just felt like they clicked. It felt like their relationship was so natural. Yeah. And, um, it's a little weird because we recorded our interview with Sarah Heron before going into this. So we, I know. <laughs> we'll, we will touch on this later yeah. also in the episode. But um, I just felt like watching Lindsay and Sean in comparison on the recap. It was like they had nothing compared to Catherine and Sean. Like Lindsay and Sean did not have the same kind of chemistry or just natural connection. I didn't feel like their breakup was very moving personally. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't. When yeah. I was watching the recap, at least, I was just like, I don't I don't see it with anyone else. Like I see it with him and Catherine. She was just always giggly. They just they were just I keep using the word natural, but it just seemed like they had been together for so much longer than yeah. they had when they were interacting with each other. On well, the season. I think when you see it condensed too, it makes sense. And I wonder now looking back, you know, seven years later, watching it and being maybe in a marriage with a kid for longer well ember wasn't born at this time but being in a like in a marriage then and for a while watching it and just taking like oh seeing sean and Lindsay, and they just had a lot more of like she did a lot more like crying and like i love you type stuff so it kind of makes you feel like exactly display so it makes maybe it made you feel as as the viewer like oh there's this deeper thing because she's maybe putting certain things out there more versus then all of a sudden when you see sean and Catherine condensed you're like oh no there was a lot there's so many more layers there that were that were happening like you said it's like you could tell that they were best friends it was deeper she was revealing certain things and she was one of the ones who off the top you know, wasn't like, here's my heart. Like, I'm going to take you and tell you every deepest thing about myself. She kept it like very like playful, sensual um, and like more top level the first few dates. And then she went there, which it made it feel like I like you. You you said the word natural, but it felt like more of a natural progression. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even just their first kiss, it was like you could just tell it was it was like it wasn't like a movie TV kiss where they were just making out in the shower kind of situation. It was like I I got a little bit of butterflies Uh watching them, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a real kiss. That was like, well, and then when they did and when they didn't then kiss the first time, when she had the little note underneath her dress with the lip mark on it, she's like, oh, what's that? And like made him find it. It was very like, okay, girl, I love that. Taking notes. I know. I'm literally like, no pun intended. I'm going to do that later tonight. Okay. (laughs) Evan's just like, what's this piece of paper up your dress? (laughs) It's a lip mark. (laughs) What does that mean? Pushing it down. Here. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm wearing pants and it's by my ankles. I'm just like, ooh la la. Check that out. Just casually stretching out over his lap while you guys are watching just TV. Like, Do you know this? <laughs> Almost fell off my chair. <laughs> but like oh, man. I loved and then and then she was like I'm so attracted to you and she's like I wish you'd kiss me right now and it was very like oh my god like it was a little those moments that reminded me of um 
Trista and Ryan that were like very like sensual, even though they weren't even like making out or touching each other. You're just like, oh, I can feel the chemistry from a Hot. mile away. This is getting very spicy, very spicy. Yeah, um, I just felt like I saw that between them and it just made sense. Yeah. yeah. Made sense. It made sense. Three kids sure. later, you know, there was something there. Three kids later, plus potentially more, like he said, question mark, undetermined. It's for the Instagram. <laughs> Three under four. Whew. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, you're getting there. I'm not but. <laughs> trying to take a break. <laughs> trying to. I'm going to be one of those bitches that gets pregnant on the Morena. Just wait. Probably. <laughs> everyone everyone Probably. gave a shit when we had our episode talking about the pullout method. And then I'm like on one of the most reliable forms of birth control. Watch me get pregnant. You're like, well, here we knock are. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, okay. So Sean, I'll say right off the top, had he did have some big players in his season. Um, like Becca said, I mean, there wasn't like a ton that we saw in this. So I say we just kind of bounce around, hit the hot yeah. notes. Um, but he had some big players. We have, of course, hit Catherine. But then we also had Desiree, who later became The Bachelorette, who I loved Desiree. It's funny because I always thought that Desiree was the runner up on his season. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about it, I, I mean, I didn't watch it. but I remember. I was surprised that she was third. Yeah, I remember really hoping that they were going to make her the bachelorette. She was like the one that I really enjoyed watching. Um, and yeah, she was so she was fun and playful and she was cool. Um, and I While really enjoyed the topic. Season. Yes. Let's talk about say- Desiree. Let's just dive into Desiree. Yeah. OK. Um, OK. About Desiree. First of all, she's gorgeous. I know. Just a doll. Um, Let's see. I mean, the really the thing that really stands out for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean her raging asshole of a brother? I would go fucking berserk on my brother if he did that shit. Broads, in this episode, we see Desiree have a lovely relationship with Sean. She and she was she was definitely to me. It was like, is he gonna pick? Desiree like I don't know like it's it was definitely a high possibility throughout the whole season and there was never drama with like everything was just like going great and then all of a sudden she takes him to her hometown and her her parents are lovely her brother if I remember correctly her brother then comes in and just throws a bomb dude a why like why i did i could not figure out why he was doing that shit well and like she said when she was her and chris harrison had their interview later she was like um yeah my brother and i were never really that close and so i'm like oh so it's not even like a oh my brother and i were like bffs and he was very protective of me growing up because we were so close and then he comes in and he's mad about it it's like oh you don't have a tight that tight of a relationship with your brother and he comes in and just like basically ruins your experience that's bizarre wild he he was exhibiting sean a playboy (laughs) (laughs) he's like i see you you playboy (laughs) it's just like are you takes one to no one it's like are you talking about the born again virgin i'm pretty sure he's actually really here for love (laughs) right He's really trying to find someone, okay? 
But he just, so her brother, like, in any circumstance, whether it be the father or the brother, I would say, in my opinion, whenever it's a male figure in one of these bachelor situations who comes in heavy handed and is like, quote unquote, taking care of the girl. girl. Oh, yeah. It just sets me off the best. It just sets me off. I think it's weird when any of the family members do it. I don't really like it when the moms or the sisters or anyone does it either. It's like, dude, back off. Let them live their fucking life. They're in their 20s. They're they're like. You're Let them weird. Just live, and it's yeah, it's it definitely any any of the people in the family, but the 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 male figures always really set me off, and it's just like listen, like you are feeling the need, and especially a brother coming in and just being like, no, 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 like I can see right through you, and it's like, do you have zero regard for your sister or your daughter or like? any of their like you don't think that they have any sense of anything that they want of their autonomy and you're just going to come in and be like not for us and it's like a <laughs> it's like a group situation <laughs> now the on the flip side the shit i am into is when they really go hard into their sister daughter whoever the person who's actually their relative love that content when the person comes home and they're like yeah but is he really your type bitch like oh when oh no when that's the the best when the sister sits down with her and is just like listen brianna here's the thing i can tell he's not your type at all in fact he's really fucking weird and you really want it you're gonna per se yes to him seriously all right all right If you want us to go along with it, fine. But I'm not going to sit here and not say the obvious. We all know that he's not your type. The go- If we're talking about goats, um, <laughs> Jack, Peter's brother, was that was the best shit I've ever seen. Peter, Pilot Pete's brother, Jack, is still one of my heroes. I have never seen. <laughs> Savage. It was so intense. And he literally just was like. Oh, God, we all know everyone always thinks the older brother is the more mature one. I, Jack, am going to come in and lay Pete out and be like, we all know how you are, Peter. Okay, I've had a serious girlfriend here for a while. I'm pretty consistent. Peter, you love to fuck bitches. You love to do coke and get (laughs) fucked up at the at the what's the cowboy dance place at the line dancing (laughs) place. We know you're always buying everyone tequila shots. We Waking know up you hung over in the morning, making mom, forcing mom to make you enchiladas. It was just like you party so hard, Peter, and you were you're down with her. I don't understand, bro. She's I not mean, gonna let you hit it till you're married. You know you're not gonna do that for more than like two weeks. We all know you're. Do you a know cheater. what she's going to do if she sees you pull out a baggie of cocaine? Do you know what she's going to do? She's going to report you, bro. She's a narc. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jack, straight up. You know how we live, Peter. <laughs> Don't cramp our lifestyle, okay? I thought what's when you were going to get on this show, you were going to bring us more partying opportunities, yeah, what's, man. What's Jack's? What's Jack's girlfriend's name? He's like, you need a down ass bitch like Haley. Haley's Haley's always down to roll, okay? Like, come on. You know who's down to party? Hannah Ann. She's down to party. Hannah Ann is completely down. Also, Hannah Brown, your initial choice. She'd be down. Now we're going to go with Maddie. She's a narc. She's going to report you. (laughs) 
geez, Peter, <laughs> just blowing opportunities left and right. You know who's for sure down is Kelly. <laughs> oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Kelly gets fucked up. Kelly's down to party for sure. Kelly's down to party. Okay. Okay, while we're since we since we went there, should I we mean, just get into really that? Sucks, Let's- really sucks for Desiree. Her brother really screwed. I mean, he screwed her over. She probably she could have gone all the way if it wasn't for the brother. But the beautiful piece is that she did end up becoming the bachelorette, and she and met Chris. And that was actually broads. I would I would very much actually recommend Desiree's season if you haven't seen it. There is some drama on that season. And I watch it. I feel like Desiree gets shafted all the time. Like they don't talk about her season very often. And she is still with Chris, who she chose. Like they are another bachelor success story and they don't talk about Desiree and Chris very often. Oh, she had. She had one of the most wild breakups I've ever seen on that season. It's fantastic. And the guy that just been doing our own goat episodes. Seriously, the guy that she that the, the I don't want to ruin who it is if you end up watching Desiree's season, but the guy with the breakup that she has, he is a stone cold fox. So that made the whole situation even more intense because it was you're like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And then all this drama. Ha- oh, geez, it's so good. But she was met- kind of like Peter and Rachel. That's how I felt about Peter and Rachel's breakup. It was similar to Peter and Rachel's. But in my opinion, it was even more intense because because Desiree was like so into him so into him and i know rachel was into peter but it was like it it was like desiree was just like like devastated i actually think i think someone else sort of told yeah 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 yeah. i yes actually mikhail from our season basically gave me the rundown of desiree season because she was like this was the craziest most savage season it was wild and they don't talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. it and it's a great season so check it out if you have broads if you have time yeah. and you want to watch something um but then she found chris and they're so happy together and desiree to me is a very like shiny light in the bachelor franchise i feel like she since her episode or since her season aired she stayed out completely of like any drama she has a beautiful family she they never have call on her to do any sort of like interviews or recaps. And she just kind of stays out of everything. And she only ever like when you see her comments on like other Bachelor Nation people, she only ever says like lovely things and very incur. I don't know. She's just a, she seems just like a wonderful human being. She's low key. And fuck right you, ABC, reasons. for not including her more. <laughs> Interesting. Not as much of a fame whore, I suppose. Nope, nope, nope. Now not I'm just so calling John and Catherine fame whores. I don't know them. Don't listen to me. Um, I don't know who they are. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk real quick about Peter and Kelly and uh, I his mom's interview. Yep, yep. I would like to pause talk about re- that as well. You want to pause real quick? <laughs> Let's pause real quick before we get into uh, that portion of the episode. <laughs> so. Speaking of Peter season and the cats and the rats and all that drama, let's talk about cats. Let's talk about cats. Let's talk about cats. You may know from Instagram that I am a pet lover. I have my two dogs um, and they're the loves of my sweet life. And I get all the cuddles, especially since all of this shutdown happened. They are saving me. And honestly, working from home has been so great because I get to spend a lot of time with them. However, It would be a little one-sided to say that pets are awesome all the time. Let's get real. 
they can go hand in hand with some pretty offensive smells, true. especially if you have cats that use a litter litter box. And I'm sorry, it's true. Please don't come for me, cat lovers. The litter box. I'm a can cat be a lover. Yeah, I'm a cat lover. But litter boxes can be disgusting. I mean, you know, I have two cats and spending all this time at home means I'm also spending more time around a litter box. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't use pretty litter, I don't think I'd be joking about this because litter boxes are one of the worst things to be consistently getting a whiff of. But like I said, it's not an issue because I use pretty litter. Keeps my house smelling fresh thanks to its ultra absorbent crystals that trap odor instantly. And they last up to a month, too, which is pretty incredible. And uh, once I made the switch from conventional litter, I noticed an immediate difference and never looked back. Also, um, I'm sure you're probably going to add on to this right now, but the tracking situation with litter is way better with pretty litter. Oh, for sure. I was going to say, I, I've i never been to your house and ever smelled any hint of a litter box. Um, so I should say that that's proof right away. And I've also never seen any of the paw, little kitty paw prints on your floor like I've seen in some of my other friends' homes. Um, so this is definitely a reason the reason for this is definitely pretty litter's de-dusting process okay it's 100 um so no odors no dust no mess it's almost like there's no litter box around at all but above all here's why pretty litter is the best it changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness including urinary tract infections and kidney issues it's taking care of your kitties um all of this while arriving straight to your door what could be better mm-hmm save yourself Make it a no-stink summer with Pretty Litter today. You can visit prettylitter.com. Use promo code CHATTY. You'll get 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com. Use promo code CHATTY for 20% off your first order. Prettylitter.com. Promo code CHATTY. All right. So, um, Peter, Chris Harrison just decides to uh, catch up with (laughs) Peter. And I love how he's like, the quarantine love story of the century. <laughs> Bitch, no one gives a fuck about them. Honestly, I was just dying because immediately, you know, he's in his parents' home because you see the strength and love, like, wooden poster behind him that Barb <laughs> definitely, like, got put up after she was getting so much too. hate. She was getting so much hate after her escapades on the season. And she was like, I need this reminder because my focus is strength and love. Not when I'm addressing Madison, but every other time it's love. My focus is on love. My love with my husband. No, I'm focused on the love that my children have with their partners. That's more. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do. And it is really weird. The number of photos she posts of her children with their girlfriends. She's very proud of her son's pickers. Apparently it's just something I can't relate to at all because my family like could not care less i don't <laughs> like know my older they... siblings <laughs> my yeah. older siblings have been married for like over 10 years and like i don't even think their their spouses are like in our family group chat <laughs> yeah no i think i think there's still a few members of my very small family that call evan even i'm pretty sure and we've been together for 14 years <laughs> What's that guy's name again? You're like, we have a ch- kid together. We've been together <laughs> for mean- over a decade. I'm like, oh, you have a child? Oh, <laughs> no. No, we've never babysat her. No, never. God forbid. <laughs> a real call out. Yikes. <laughs> I'm going to get a couple texts later. <laughs> oh, 
my god yeah meanwhile barb over here is like she's already written kelly into her will um she oh. already makes sure she's probably kelly's probably the person who is like her medical what do they call it <laughs> yeah. kelly's gonna be the one who has to make the decision whether or not they pull the plug on barb kelly's might have already kelly's already given barb power like, of attorney she has power yeah. of attorney <laughs> Well, she is an attorney, so it makes sense. Barbara's like, oh, my God, perfect. Um, I could not believe I don't know if you picked up on this and maybe I misunderstood this. But when when Chris Harrison said, uh, all right, are you ready to reveal who, you know, your person is? And Peter goes, oh, you mean my mystery woman? And he turns and he goes, hey, chop, chop. And like says it to Kelly to, to mean like, hey, come quickly. Yeah, yeah. And Chris goes, ah, they already have pet names. <laughs> the man is thicker than a brick wall. <laughs> and so then I was like, wait, he said my mystery woman. So does Chris mean that mystery woman is one of their nicknames? Or does he think her him saying chop chop? chop. <laughs> is her nickname and i'm like this feels offensive like i don't know this is just weird like how did you not oh okay (laughs) whoosh it was a quick side side note that i was like i rewound it and i was like i did i miss was that an editing thing i don't i don't know maybe another maybe pete go ahead did say a nickname and it was not appropriate (laughs) and so they edited it out (laughs) Oh, they already have pet names. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> the happy couple. Um, also, just on the subject of Chris Harrison, did you, like, count how many times he kept bringing the subject back to Josh? Yeah, and you know what? It was actually really... That I thought was very sweet. It was there... Think about this. It's the first episode of the whole goat. And so it was the first time we were really introduced to Josh and so I think that's right yeah and so I think he kept saying like Josh is running this whole thing and I think maybe he was very Josh just graduated yeah Josh (laughs) well I mean actually I've been training him since day one (laughs) (laughs) their dad's gone for like what probably three months out of the year if not more yeah uh so they're probably spending way more time together I mean granted what is was he doing the rest of those three months out of the year? Probably just kicking it at home when he's not doing who wants to be a millionaire. But yeah, I don't know. I think he does a lot. I mean, it's a lot he's of bu- stuff. He's, Chris is a busy guy. He's a very busy guy. He's writing books. He's sure. doing who wants to be a millionaire. I was thinking maybe we should do a book review. I think we should read the perfect letter and then do an episode where we review it and, and bring up our favorite chapters. I think I'm more than willing to dive into that novel. And I'd be completely fine with that. Great. In fact, should we do like a broad book club? And that's our first book. Mm-hmm. And all the broads. We only read Bachelor shit. Then we can read. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone has a book. Colton has a book. I mean, we could Stan do Colton's has a book. next. Yep. I heard Colton's was good. I went to. God damn uh, my... it. I need a book. You definitely need a book. <laughs> I would write a good book. I just be making stuff up about the bash about my bachelor. It's just experience. completely like just full of obscenities, <laughs> and it's just like rat, like just so intense. And people are like, Back "Wow, this I is was, an X-rated book." I'm just talking about like, yeah, 
snorting Xanax on the plane with one of the producers. I'm just ma- completely making things up. Just making up shit. Well, talking about- I think that would go over well. <laughs> I think that's probably a good call. Uh, anyway, um, so back to Peter and Kelly. And yes. Bob. So the Pete reveals the thruple. So Pete reveals that it's Kelly. And um, I'm just sitting here going from what I recall. And I didn't listen to all the, the podcasts, so I could be wrong. But Kelly went on kind of like a podcast tour and talked about something about how like the bachelor producers were like making her wait in a closet and she hated the experience. And I'm like, now we're sitting across from Chris Harrison on the show. Is this uncomfortable at all for anybody? Is this uncomfortable for Chris, for Josh, for Kelly? I don't know. <laughs> it didn't seem like it. No, it didn't. But she, but she talked. She did say some intense stuff about production. But the whole dynamic, and before Barb even showed up, was literally like Chris being like, "So, Kelly, are you okay with basically this dude?" not being able to make up his mind and choosing every girl except you and then finally going back to you. And Kelly saying that she totally understands that Pete had every right to be like bothered by how she didn't open up. And then Peter's kind of like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. And he's like, you know, with the past is in the, and it was like, wait, Kelly's the one that's getting shit on right now. I have really changed my opinion about Kelly following the season. I really liked her on Pete's season, and I don't really like her so much anymore. I don't know how I feel about Kelly so much as my opinion on Pete has changed drastically. Well, did it really change that much from the end of the season? No, 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 no. The end of the season was the where the, the drastic change happened, right. but... Just the way in which that conversation, maybe I misread it, but it was just this weird, like, if anybody should be getting on an interview and being like, guess what, Chris? Yes, I blew it over and over and over again. And thank God Kelly continued to give me chance after chance and was willing to whatever. It was it was the reverse. It was like, oh, you know, well, he he was like, all things are for. Oh, She's he said being it's wa- brainwashed. <laughs> He's like, it's water under the bridge. What she did. I'm like, what she did. She just wasn't as comfortable on the show show no but it's just like okay she's somehow the one who is at fault i don't know i i i that's weird was so thrown off by the energy that he wasn't basically like on all fours being like yeah i was really dumb and i should have changed you know the voice on tiktok well i was really dumb and i should have definitely chosen (laughs) kelly from the beginning (laughs) no i don't know i'm never on tiktok you don't know that that voice all right you don't know that TikTok voice? All the TikToks, they add this weird thing when they're trying to explain in. It makes their voice sound like this. <laughs> they're explaining something. <laughs> I yeah, don't know what it means. I'm too old to get it. He definitely should have been groveling. And that was not what was happening. And furthermore, you want to talk about fame whore? I'm sorry. I think Barb, I really do think Barb is hilarious. And uh, mm-hmm. I did give her a lot of passes, but... When Chris said something about Barb and she's just like, hey, Chris, da, 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 da. like she flew into the camera scene, like, poof, and like crashed into Pete and Kelly and was like, give me a K, give me an E, give me an L. That woman. We get along great, Chris. We really do. Love her. She's, she's holding her hands. 
But we did know from the top right after the season aired, she was posting on Kelly's Instagram being like, let's go get coffee. Let's go shopping together. You're my favorite. So she Barb chose Kelly. Barb gave past the crown to Kelly. And then Pete was like, all right, mother. And then like, yes, mother. (laughs) Yes, mother. Well, my most favorite part. It reminds me of like a like a Bates Motel situation. Yes, very reminiscent of this. I would have to agree. (laughs) Well, him. Watch out, Kelly. I took a screenshot of him sitting with his arms around both (laughs) Barb and Kelly. What a true nightmare. Like, yeah, you think like, oh, she's sweet. She's being she's accepting Kelly into the family. No, my mother calls me. I don't know, maybe once or twice a week. And that's that's great. Love that amount of contact. You know, Freaking Barb is calling like twice a day as if you're her own child. Like, just checking in. Oh, Mom, or mother-in-law, you live down the street from us. We just saw you for breakfast. Like, we you force us to come house. over every day. We live in the same house as you. You just, you just made me breakfast against my will. <laughs> Dude, you know, like, if Kelly and Pete get married, whoever Pete gets married to, when they, like, move somewhere, he's going to be like, so I was thinking maybe we could do, like, a like a back house like my parents are getting old they're like your parents are 62 they're getting old and like i really think we need to keep more of an eye on them girl well did you note that they said that they're planning on moving to new york for a while and i was like i wonder how barb feels about that (laughs) is barb the one who started covid because she wants to make sure that they don't leave the house i've always wanted a condo in soho Oh my god! <laughs> it's crazy that you bring that up. <laughs> I've always fancied myself a Manhattan girl. It'll be perfect. I can help with the kids. Kelly, Kelly's like, <laughs> Kelly's like, Kelly's like, I don't have any kids. She's like, that's what you think. <laughs> no, she's gonna be like, Kelly. It's just gonna be us girls. It's gonna be like Sex in the City. She's gonna be like. Oh my God. <laughs> I've always fancied myself a Sarah Jessica Parker type. Oh, please. You know that Barb fancies herself the Samantha of the group. That's for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> We're going to get martinis at a happy hour with the girls every day. <laughs> oh, God. Lord, it Jesus. makes me it makes Pray me thankful. Them. Anyway, that was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, I was very happy to actually have finally seen that because I remember seeing that he talked to Pete and Kelly and I was grateful to have watched that with my own eyes. <laughs> well, OK, before. So we are going to have, as we've mentioned, uh, Sarah Heron on for an interview, which I'm so excited for. But you know what we need to talk about, who we needed to talk about before we get into that is. Tierra. But of course, Tierra. which is a cool name, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Great name. Um, Tierra, they, I'll say this, they could have included a lot more about the drama with Tierra. And I wish they had. Yes, because, you know, we got some beautiful glimpses. We got to know Leslie a little bit. We, you know, we got to know Desiree. Of course, like you said, we're going to talk to Sarah. And Sarah, I loved that they had her on with Chris and she was able to address briefly the fact that you know she was i think the first the first and only person on the bachelorette 
with a disability. With a visible disability, yeah. Yep. And uh and I I love, you know, she's I like I love Sarah. Sarah will just like say it how it is and just she just kind of put it out there to Chris and was like, Yeah, I felt very uncomfortable. And it was like, Yes, Sarah, yes, Sarah. <laughs> Get him. She's such a badass. Anyways. I also um, want to hear more about her like as we will say in the interview with her, we definitely want to have her on for a full episode. I'm also curious about her relationship mm-hmm. and I want to hear about her experience on VIP because I loved watching her on there and I very much remember all the little drama with her. Yes. It's great. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to get a whole episode with Sarah and we're grateful that she was able to even hop on. Um, well, but yeah, so we have Tiara- all these wonderful these wonderful women and then tiara comes in and okay so you know the the villain editing thing is always you know here all over the place now tiara seems like a true nightmare i'm just gonna throw that out there yes and i think i don't think that anyone who watched the uh the season would disagree with you i remember feeling the second that I would see her face on the screen, I felt immediate stress. And there's a difference to me between loving the villain, because you got to love the villain sometimes, of course. Some, they're some of our favorites. Um, but Tierra stressed me out. Like, because she has true chaotic energy. True chaotic energy. Tierra, I mean, the, I just, I was dead that Chris Harrison, even like he started the whole Tierra thing and he was just like, called it her reign, Tierra's reign. And then he's just like, time to grab a snack and a beverage. And by the way, he pulls out a bowl of plain tortilla chips and a mug of, I don't know, coffee. I'm like, that looks like a horrible snack. <laughs> Did Josh make this for you? Sweet Josh. He's just like, I didn't know that Dad's I had to be favorite. the assistant too. <laughs> now, but- also, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is that she declined to do any interview. Where's Tierra now? And we need to hear her side. Are Alex, Michelle, and Tierra dating? Is that what's going on? Have they united and they refuse to be part of the Bachelor franchise at all anymore? Like, you'd think that Tierra would 100% take this interview. And I mean, I guess you'd be nervous, like, oh, you're going to make me look bad, whatever. But it's been so many years later, I would think. She's probably just boycotting the Bachelor. She's like, you were in by life. That's true. Which you can't really blame her for. I'm sure that she did just fine afterwards. You know, she now the, the reason that Tierra stressed me out and she scared me as a villain is because Tierra had that sparkly eyed, big smile where night one you go, oh, she is going to be a true gem. You go, oh, who's that girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, look at her. She's like, she has, she's so bright eyed and smiley and positive. And she's going to bring like a great energy to this season. And you feel like you love her. And then all of a sudden you start to find out more about her. And you're like, oh gosh, this is frightening <laughs> because you look so nice and happy all the time, except for your, your one eyebrow that goes up occasionally through the smile as Ashley called out later. But she clearly was one in the house was not pleasant. And I remember I remember seeing like seeing the scenes and I feel like as the seasons have progressed you see a little more behind the scenes with the cast now. Um 
But I remember seeing her with Sean and it would be like she had that the the bright eyed sparkly thing. And then the second she'd be with like all the women, she'd be walking around the house and she would just have like that kind of scowl face on and wouldn't be interacting with anybody. And and it wasn't okay, the, I know like, people. But it wasn't like that. I'm not here to make friends. It was like, oh, gosh, are you going to throw me under the bus next time you talk to Sean? Okay, I know this is kind of fucked up and I'll probably get shit for it because I feel like, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Crystal. Kind of. Oh, no, totally. Like, no, I, yeah. And the issue that everyone had with Crystal was like, you're acting like you're all zen and peace and love around Ari. And the minute you get around us, it's like your voice changes, your temperament changes, like, you are not being like authentic about who you are. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense to me. It totally makes sense to me that that would be a comparison that you thought of. Well, she had not one but two medical emergencies, which I <laughs> frankly loved. Well, I remember, Becca, you know what's so funny is, listen, so if someone has anything like an emergency, like whether it be physical or emotional on the shows like this, I'm like, oh, God, and my heart sinks. And I remember watching I'm like, her oh, good. One less in the competition. No, that. It was just like I remember not believing her and feeling horrible about not believing her her. yeah and I was like oh my god I'm one of those people and I'm not I'm not believing her but then like you'd see the bounce back that was happening and then her the and you were like I I can't I can't trust this person absolutely not I couldn't decide what I thought about the hypothermia thing I couldn't decide I couldn't decide either in 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 this even rewatching it I was like, it, it. I kind of felt like the first one was just like a basic fall. And then she made it into this huge yeah, thing yeah, yeah. to get attention. And then I felt like the hypothermia one was probably like she was uncomfortable and then took it and then was probably really uncomfortable. But maybe she was having a panic attack or something. I and also I might felt like the. Believe the Go second ahead. one, but I don't know. No, I, 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 I couldn't quite gauge the second one. I also sort of felt like with the second one, I felt like the girls were playing up how much fun they had with the polar plunge, you know? Yes. So yes. that also was like in, an interesting thing because I was like, I feel like they're really hamming it up about how it was just the best thing ever. Yes. Yes. Tierra. So interesting perspective interesting perspective I don't know, but i will say her, the oxygen tube in her nose after when she was talking to sean was had me cracking up oh when she had the oxygen tube and was eating a sandwich and the guy was blow drying her feet when she was in a robe it was my most i was just like oh my god if i could if i could be in that state constantly someone blow drying my feet eating a sandwich and getting extra oxygen in a robe i would choose yes <laughs> Now, okay, her confrontation with Ashley was crazy. That's when I was like, because, you know, I didn't see the season. But when it got to that, I was like, okay, this bitch is crazy. Oh, I this specific episode. So this this season, Evan and I watched together. It was the first full season he watched with me. And I remember he was gone the night that this episode aired. And I was sitting alone at home and I was like, what? With all the drama, because there hadn't been a lot of drama during the season. And I literally I remember calling him and being like, I don't care how late you get back. The TiVo was set and we're rewatching this party. (laughs) 
And I got home at like two in the morning. I was like, you have to watch this part. It's insane. Oh, my God. When she said girls are jealous, men love me. I was like, can I get that in a shirt? (laughs) Okay. And this is another reason why she reminded me of Crystal, because she said she said whatever Ashley said about her parents. She goes, no, my parents said, Tierra, you have a sparkle. Do not let them take your sparkle. I was crying, which reminded me, if aficionados will recall, on Ari's season, Crystal would say, like, she did this thing where she went, and she went, glitter. That was glitter. And she had this whole thing with glitter. So I was like, what is this? (laughs) Yes, glitter, glitter and goose. R.I.P. their relationship. Um, Glitter and the sparkle thing. Anyway, but. I mean the li- the one liners were just the the one liners were pretty phenomenal. I have to. Admit. I can't control my eyebrows. <laughs> this is my face. This is my face. <laughs> so good. And and let me say let me say Ashley was not making fun of the way that Tiara looked because I could say having watched the entire episode, you would watch the difference between when Sean was in the room and her face look was a certain smile even when she wasn't smiling and then when she'd be alone with the other women she could not contain her irritation she had one of those faces that just it just read all over her and when she would be around the other women there'd be this look and then the one eyebrow would go up and it was the most villainous (laughs) look ever and i loved it i would get a portrait of it on my back but it was definitely a facial expression and Oh, my God. And then she goes, this is my face. I can't help it. And she's like, and then, of course, she had to throw in. This is my face. I've never had Botox. This face has never had any Botox. And I'm like, what is we were talking about your Botox. And I was like, all right, sliding in, letting the girls know that she's aware that they have Botox. And this is all God given this unflawed skin. She is hot. She is hot. I will say that. Oh, she's stunning. She was stunning. That was the thing. That was what made her like, that's the classic villain, right? It was just like, she happens to also be beautiful and also men love her. (laughs) I have to say, Ashley, it still bugs me every time. Ashley, though, ratting on her to Sean, it always grinds my gears. I hate it. It bugs me. I I was like, Ashley, don't be a little bitch. (laughs) I feel the same way, though, when I... I mean, it's weird because I want the lead to know what's going on and not get duped. But it's whoever takes makes the choice to say something. I'm always like, eh, it's just not for me anymore. You know, even though <laughs> I mean, it's let me let me be clear. I would have done that 100 percent. I can't keep my mouth shut. Well, it's different. OK, because this happened on Ari season with Crystal. It's different if there's, you know, apparent drama to the lead. And then the lead goes around asking everyone, which like is what Ari did. Like, what's the deal with what's the deal with Tierra? What's the deal with Crystal? That's different because then that person asks you, go to town. Be like, I shouldn't be saying this. I don't like to talk about other women. But <laughs> I hate gossip- you should, gossiping. There's something but- you should know. Yeah, <laughs> but when someone goes out of their way, you know what? I always just have this pride thing where I'm like, you should just be able to prove that you're better than them without having to throw them under the bus. That's that's cheap. That's it's not fighting fair. Yes. And I guess at the end of the day, you know, if he ends up choosing. I'm also biased because it happened to me, but. 
like, hello. But it's like, I guess if if he ends up choosing Tiara, well, then, you know, he's it's his mistake and and he's got to live with it. And that's just part of the deal. And you'll go on and potentially be the next Bachelorette, a.k.a. Desiree, who didn't say anything about anybody. And she became the next Bachelorette. True. True. Well, he sent her home pretty quick. He did. And I loved I loved how he sent her home. She's just like he's so sunburnt. And he just you can tell he's like, I have been patient enough with the amount of drama that's been happening. And I'm just ready. I'm done. I know that she's not my person. And he goes, because I care about you so much, I think you should go home now. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to use that all the time. That's good. Like, because I love you so much, I think you should stop texting me. (laughs) Grayson, because I love you so much, I really feel like you should do the dishes. I think that's what's best for you. you. I think that's what's best for me. I think that's what's best for us. Because I love you so much, I think you should take Ember and I should have the house to myself for a week. I think that's truly it's going to improve our relationship it's going to improve your quality of life it's beautiful mine, mine oh. that's not what it's about but <laughs> all of ours well i mean she <laughs> she just definitely left the name for herself that was for sure and then chris harrison caught up with ashley about it and which i felt bad for ashley that chris harrison literally just dialed in just to ask her about the drama with Tiara and like Ashley was a big player in the game and she didn't get to talk about herself at all. I mean, we saw her gorgeous kitchen behind her. Um, That's really all we know. Yep. I wanted to know more about that. I'm like, let us know who designed, where did you get the tile from? We're all trying to remodel, you know, (laughs) but she just, just was able to talk about Tiara. And also we found out that Tiara wouldn't I forgot about this she wouldn't didn't want to sleep around the other girls she wanted her own cot in a step like she literally requested a cot outside of your room and it's like okay well yeah good like what do you think do you think the girls are going to be huge fans of you when you like are literally requesting to be removed from their presence I no no well before we get before we have our conversation with Sarah, let's let have a little wrap up about um, Sean and Catherine, perhaps. Yeah, there. Can we talk about their proposal? I want to talk yes. about that. Let's talk about their proposal. It was um, just really cute. That's it was so cute. And oh, also, I just wanted to say, too, that I, I remember um, her hometown loving her mom and her sisters and they had just such like a fun dynamic and her sisters were like that like I remember him walking out and they're like get quote unquote like getting on the bed and just being like all right tell us everything and she was just like yeah I'm gonna say yes if he proposes I love him I can't get over him he's a hunk like and she was just you know what what did she say she's like I love the way he smells and I love his big beefy arms (laughs) they were so cute I think that the family if anyone's smart should really be the deal breaker or this the deal sealer because and I think people don't take that into consideration enough mm-hmm. but you want to pick the girl who's well you shouldn't just pick it around the family but that should really be a tell like who do you vibe with who's who's on the same wavelength as like you 
That's not always For the sure. case, of course. There are always exceptions, but it's definitely a nice validation if you're into right. someone and their family's really cool. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 some, you know, obviously in numerous circumstances, like you you have no control over your family and what yes. they do or their response or anything like yeah. that. But if you do like someone, I feel like what a good tell always is too is when you have a uh someone on the show that the other women or men don't like. That's always an interesting uh, hometown because it's like, okay, that's a good way to like kind of get a little bit of a peep into like, what's the dynamic with your family? Like, you know, are, are, uh, are you, you know, can I, can I tell that like your family knows you to kind of be a bossy queen (laughs) and they're just kind of bending to whatever your will is. All right. Maybe that's, I don't know, just a thought, but yeah, she's her family. Her family was so sweet. And um, and I loved when Sean asked her, like, where she sees them in five years. And she's like married, probably with a kid. And I was like, oh, my God, it's it's crazy because that happened. Like it, that's like that was the same thing with the Trista and Ryan. When you hear them basically forecasting their future together, it's always I noted so that special. also. Yeah, it's special that, that, that really they cool. have that forever, like in video. Um, but, oh yeah. And then I want to say that too, when Catherine was talking with Sean and talking about how she never thought that he would be with someone like her. And she was saying how she's never been in a bathing suit in front of someone more than in front of him and how she would get made fun of sometimes. And I, um, I remember seeing on her Instagram, her talking about how, when she got cast for the show, she thought the only reason that they were casting her was because she was Filipino. And she was like, oh, I'm the diversity check mark. And there's no way that he's going to ever choose me. And um, yeah. And and so then she's like, this that was so far like out of my mind that that would ever happen. And it's such like, um, it was like a, a heavy reminder of like, with like, for example, like batch diversity, like what they do in that whole campaign. And then, you know, people holding out ABC accountable. It's like the narrative that you create is that someone like Catherine, this beautiful human being, doesn't think that someone like Sean, like she's worthy of that and how upsetting that was to hear. And just assuming that you can go on the show and that you're just going to be a check mark. And it's like, hey, listen up, ABC. You know. But she uh, I thought it was I, I love that she posted about that right after the episode aired. Um, I didn't I didn't see that. I want to go check that out. Yeah, she posted it the day that her episode aired on Instagram and basically was encouraging people like you're not just a check mark. Like, yeah, it was really it was beautiful. And I think I think Catherine is the only. I think Catherine is the only non white person who's ever been chose chosen on the bachelor if i'm not mistaken i don't know about that. that's interesting i'll have to think about that yeah i think she was the only one which is wild yeah but anywho um but their proposal was so cute how she sent him the letter beforehand Oh, such a I wonder I'm curious what she thought I'm curious what she thought at the end like whether or not she thought it was going to be if he was going to pick her 
I don't know. I think um, I remember when Chris Harrison handed uh, uh, Sean that note, I was like, oh, my God, is she? Because he had just like rejected, quote unquote, and sent Lindsay home. I was like, oh, my God, did Catherine leave? I thought maybe the note was like a goodbye note. And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) he's going to be left alone. (laughs) But uh, that would have been juicy. Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, so I it seemed in her note that she was pretty confident. She was like, when we get engaged and when to be honest, I think a lot of times the leads do think it's going to be them only because past however long beforehand basically once you get to hometowns you're separated from all the girls except for rose ceremonies so you only know what's happening on your end so i think a lot of times unless the lead is acting particularly weird i think a lot of times people do think it's gonna be them yeah yeah even if i it's think not. yeah i think um i mean that makes sense they i mean like Lindsay was absolutely shook she couldn't believe that it wasn't her Catherine assumed that it was going to be her but I mean they were just when she said when she said I know neither one of us is perfect but we're perfect for each other and she was just looking absolutely gorge and yeah Sean, oh, what was it? Sean um love this when he said that he he's like I always miss you so much when I say goodbye and I don't want to say goodbye anymore that's so cute it was so cute I liked how her hand was shaking so much when he proposed. I thought that was really sweet. She could not stop shaking. She was like, she she kept gasping and she looked like she was going to pass out. In fact, the matter is this. When Evan proposed to me, I thought I was going to black out the entire time. I don't know why I... I didn't I knew at some point that he was going to be proposing to me and I also knew that there was no one watching because I hadn't made that very clear instructions before he ever proposed that I don't want anyone hiding in the bushes kind of jump out and like hug us I wanted it to be a very private moment but I don't know if I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just your body reacting to like the um idea of oh my god a permanent decision I'm accepting to a, like not I mean obviously it's not permanent but an attempt to whatever mayor the contract of marriage is but I remember feeling like I was gonna black out I was seeing spots and then I remember being like is this a bad sign <laughs> it's a big, I mean so it's far. also just like adrenaline all that kind of thing Ooh. and I'm imagining for the bachelor you have so much anxiety like is this person gonna pick me and what actually happens I mean what a rush Pretty crazy. Such a rush. Well, Such a rush. Anyway, kind of a boring episode, but glad that they had a not so boring and very happy ef- ever after ending yes. for them. And their kids, their kids were very, very cute. They were very sweet in the little interview. Uh, what's what's his little Sam who was like popping and like had a little earphone and was talking to Chris. My favorite no, part I, of. I thought it was funny. They had like legit earphones. Yeah, they were ready. They've been doing these interviews. My, my favorite, my favorite part of um, all these goat episodes has been seeing all of the um, has been seeing all of the people interviewed who have children versus the ones who don't, and like they How can't get an interview. Is I know. Speaking of which, I'm having a, I'm dealing with a fussy baby right now. Let's. I'm so excited to share the Sarah interview with y'all and. Yes, let's dive yes. into that. Let's let's take a quick pause and then we're going to uh, hop into this interview with Sarah. 
Brats, uh, it may seem like a big reach to find things to smile about lately, and trust me, I get that, but this will end eventually, so in the meantime, why not focus on doing something you've maybe had on your to-do list for forever but hadn't had the time to get started, like, how about the teeth? Uh, you know, even if you had braces on your teeth, like myself, your teeth, your teeth are constantly shifting. I'm proof of it. So let me tell yep. you, it's all about candid, clear aligners. Yeah, if Candid had been around when I had gone through getting braces, oh my gosh, life would have been a whole lot more comfortable, that's for sure. Candid makes the perfect aligners that are not only comfortable and totally invisible, but they're removable. So if you had braces, Mm -hmm. you should know the list of foods you can't eat is pretty extensive. And look, I'm not saying you should dive head first into a, a bag of taffy but hey the options there if that's your prerogative also i love if you're an older person like i remember my dad got braces and that was just not the best look for him which <laughs> wish he had candid as the option for me to tell him yes about. yes yes well listen even though you might be wanting that bag of taffy that might not be the best idea because candid actually works directly with licensed orthodontists who prescribe and monitor your progress remotely um some other alignment programs only provide check-ins with general dentists or worse you won't get consultation at all definitely not ideal you'll have the guidance of an orthodontist all along the way with candid and if this sounds uh, uh awesome but seems daunting great news the average candid treatment is just about six months and you'll start seeing results way before then and the best part of it all the best part is that candid costs on average 50 percent less than other leading alignment programs 50 percent huge yep and if you're ready to take the first step towards your dream smile uh get started today from the comfort of your own home with candid's risk-free starter kit and 75 dollars off you just have to go to candidco.com chatty and use code chatty that's candidco.com slash chatty. Use code chatty for your risk-free starter kit and $70, $75 off. Not $70, $75. That's Ooh. amazing. Candidco.com slash chatty. Use code chatty. So broads, I'll never forget when I was a new mom. And as soon as I would put my daughter in her crib, the anxiety would kick in worrying about her safety. But so much of that anxiety is avoidable now. Thanks to Newton crib mattresses. Um, If I'd owned one of these, I think I would have been a much more well-rested mother. So learn from me. Uh, When your baby is sleeping, you should be able to sleep too, not obsessively watching your baby monitor. And I know that's easier said than done, but using a Newton crib mattress will help you get there. If you're looking for the number one baby mattress out there, Newton baby is offering listeners $50 off your Newton crib mattress plus free shipping at newtonbaby.com while you enter code chatty. These mattresses are fully breathable. Independent tests show that a baby gets 97% more air while breathing through a Newton crib mattress than a traditional crib mattress, which can provide you with a peace of mind and reduce that inevitable parental paranoia. I've dealt with it, and I swear Mm -hmm. by these mattresses. Me and Gray have done the little breathe test on them. They're incredible. In fact, it's what we use for both of my babies. Um, I have the Newton mini crib mattress now for him, and I've recommended them to so many of my mom friends. And look, we don't want to fear monger, but facts are facts. And the most popular crib mattress on the market has a suffocation risk 17 times higher than Newton. And that's just way too high. Uh, Newton crib mattresses are Green Guard Gold certified and voted number one by leading pediatric experts and sleep coaches worldwide. And if that's not enough, check out the five star reviews on Amazon. This is the best baby mattress you'll find. 
So many parents have claimed their Newton baby mattress is a complete lifesaver. I'm one of them. It completely eliminates any fears and angst as a parent. And remember, that's newtonbaby.com and enter code chatty. You can also try 100 nights of sleep on Newton baby or your kid can try 100 nights of sleep on Newton baby. And if you're not happy, Newton offers free returns. Just go to N-E-W-T-O-N-B-A-B-Y.com and enter code chatty to get $50 off today. You can't put a price tag on your child's safety. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Well, Broads, I know that that Sean recap was a little all over the place, but the fact of the matter is the recap was, or the uh, episode was a little bit boring, so we had to, you know, just chat it up. But you know what's... You know what's not boring is Sarah Heron. Oh, I was going to say Allie's season next week. Oh, that also too, which <laughs> we will Heron. get into. So excited for Allie's season. Tune in uh, to that next week. And also uh, Wheelchair Rapunzel, Alex Stacy on Thursday. But in the meantime, let's have a quick little chat with Sarah Heron. Well, broads, I mean, I'm just tingling because we're finally able to chat with one of my most favorite people in the world via Instagram. I've like Insta friendship finally ignited. <laughs> Sarah Heron is I with know, us. I know. Yay. <laughs> and we've been talking about having her for a long time. And I hope that we can we should actually do a full episode with her as well. Um but this is a good place to start. Thank you. I would love that because I've been listening to your show now for like a year. An old um, co-worker of mine introduced me and I have to give her a shout out because I wouldn't be here without Gwen. <laughs> and, um, and so I've been obsessed with the show for like a year and I feel like a little crazy fangirl saying this, but I feel like I know you guys and I'm just so excited to be here. Oh my God. I'm just We're so flattered. Most honored. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you guys think of the show <laughs> i had never seen sean's season before so yeah it's kind of that old. was crazy for me <laughs> oh really becca you haven't seen it and i'm hearing this because we're recording with sarah beforehand oh my god i didn't know yeah i i mean i don't know i think i had been i skipped around on some seasons around then i had been watching beforehand but yeah i didn't watch any of his season so i mean obviously i had heard about it because him and Catherine are like <laughs> sort of legendary right. I feel like in Bachelor Nation but yeah it was all new for me yeah well and it, yeah it was a long time ago I think you know Becca I love listening to you and you sound you know you're so wise and but I'm like you were probably in high school or co- early college oh, when yeah. I was on <laughs> it <laughs> which makes me feel ancient but whatever <laughs> what year was it it was I think we filmed in 2000. 13 I was 25 and I'm 33 now so I don't know I'm really bad at math but it was a long time ago so yeah but but what was it like watching experience so what was it like watching watching it back back for you yeah um it was really hard I but I think actually like the act of watching it back was fine but the anticipation of watching it back Mm. was the really hard part because it was almost eight years ago for me, hard to believe. And I think anyone would cringe at the thought of watching an <laughs> eight year younger version of themselves on a date. And um, and not only that, but like I've grown so much and I can't fault my younger self for where she was in that stage of life. But, you know, it's hard. You're like, you kind of want to shake your younger version of yourself and tell her, (laughs) like, don't be so insecure. Like, believe in yourself. You got Mm -hmm. this. And so I was nervous 
you know, anticipating watching it back. I thought you came off as pretty secure, even though you said you're nervous about that. I thought you stood the test of time and looked pretty good. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I think the story in my head of leading up to it was worse than actually when I watched it back. Because I never went and watched any of it back after it initially aired. It was just kind of like, you know, you get those nerves, you watch it with your friends and family, and then you kind of just push it out of out of mind for a while. Were you so, were you nervous a, to watch it back with Dylan specifically? Was he nervous to see it? <laughs> yeah, Dylan has never like he had never watched The Bachelor before meeting me. And every once in a while now I can rope him into like an episode of paradise or I actually got him to watch Ari's season with me and so he's familiar with it now but he really doesn't like you know that that was a part of my past and so he struggled really? yeah he struggled to watch it it just makes him uncomfortable I think seeing a different me back then but he watched it for like and the through 10 the minutes. tv lens too you know like yeah it's, he's watching you through the lens of editing and all that kind of thing yeah exactly so I think he watched it and then as soon as my clip was over he's like okay can I go <laughs> yeah, I guess you can go. Are we done? <laughs> Are we done here? Yeah. <laughs> now, Sarah, I actually I didn't watch Sean's season, but I definitely remember watching you on Paradise. I definitely watched that yeah. season. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing we don't have to get into. <laughs> I know. We'll have to talk about Paradise some sometime because oh God, those are crazy. Can I ask which one what's what's the fondest memory for you? Was it Sean's season or which one of the paradise ones? Like which one? Um, yeah. Okay. So interesting. Sean's season was great because it's like your first bachelor experience. Everything is like so grandiose and magical. You're and innocent. Like, yeah. And, <laughs> and and it's like you're, at least for me, because I, I watched the show and so it was all very surreal. And so it's like you're stepping mm -hmm. into this thing that you've watched on television. Um, but then paradise is just uh, like... A, a totally different experience. And I would say probably more fun yeah. just because it's so much more relaxed. You're a little more comfortable in your skin at that point. And, um, and it's like not the same pressure of you with one guy. It's like, mm. find someone if you can, and if you hit it off, great. And if not, so what? So I, I liked both, I guess. I don't know. I liked paradise. Paradise season one was probably my favorite. I always think about the paradise. If I were to be on the show, I'm like, paradise looks like way more fun because I feel like I just lay out with a margarita the whole time. And if people are going to hook up, they're going to. If I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm just going to lay out and get a tan and I don't have to just totally. be stuck in, you know, a spot for a while. That's it is kind of interesting, though, because um, I will say, and Becca, I'd be curious what you what you think, like. When I was on The Bachelor, it's like if you're not in the moment with Sean or Ari, like you can kind of deflect the other time to the girls and building friendships. But in Paradise, it, you're constantly it, on. Yeah. And it's also like you're more aware of relationships forming. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not developing a relationship, it's not really like. I don't know. You don't have like the time to go be with the girls as much. It's just kind of. It's different. It's a different kind of pressure, but I don't know how to explain it. Maybe I yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, filming Ari season like up until the last week or so before I left. Then it was kind of like real feelings were developing. People were getting 
like tensions were high. People were getting kind of catty. And that yeah. part wasn't fun. That was really stressful, actually. But like the first few weeks were a blast. It was <laughs> like we were always hanging out together, getting to know each other. I mean, I really had so much fun like hanging with everyone. I know people say like, oh, I'm not here to make friends. But I'm like, well, you're only spending like eight hours a week max with the guy that you're trying to date. So you better be there to make friends. Otherwise, you're not going to have fun. Right. Exactly. I made great friends with um, girls from my season. And fortunately, I I never got into like cattiness or altercations. I wasn't even there long enough to really for it to get to that competitive point, I guess. But yeah, I made great friends with girls from my season. And that was probably like the best part. Because I think okay, deep down, a- I always knew I didn't connect with Sean, you know, and you're, mm. you just get kind of swept up in the like, well, I'm supposed to like The Bachelor. So, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Even though you get I home have- and you're like, I didn't like him. I have a couple questions. I have one. Did everyone, did it seem obvious that he was going to pick Catherine or no? Like when no. you were actually on the season? Really? Like, no, not at all. We always say that Catherine was kind of like the dark horse, like never... She was very cool, down to earth. Everyone loved her in the house, but we never really saw a connection between her and Sean at all. And I I don't know. No way. Yeah. Not until um, like when we went to Canada, I think, is when they really started to like click. And maybe it was before that. And it was just, you know, like sometimes it's a little more secretive. I think they were like sharing notes back and forth or something, but the girls didn't really know about it. Um, and then once they went to Canada, it was just like Catherine took off <laughs> from there. So who were you guys thinking beforehand? Because I feel I, like we knew the couple people that like Ari was really into. I thought Leslie Murphy was in the bag for sure. Um, and, you know, she did great. I think she made it to like final four or something. And um, and then let uh, Lindsay Yenter. She was the runner up and. She was another one that was just like she came in in the wedding dress and everyone kind of was like, oh, she's this is not real. (laughs) I'll never choose her. And then slowly she was this really awesome down to earth woman that he fell for. And so I I thought Lindsay for sure until until Catherine came in. So I that's don't know. Crazy. It's so funny because yeah. I remember watching the season and it's so interesting that that's how you all felt. Because when I watched the season, Evan and I actually watched it together. It was like the first full one he watched with me. And we were both like, there's no way Kath- it's going to be Catherine because it you just it seemed so much more like Lindsay or like you said, Leslie, like I, I was I remember being so surprised in the end when mm-hmm. he ended up choosing her. And it was just so mm-hmm. and then to see the, them together with like all their kids in the end, it's just it reminded me, obviously, it's a very different situation from when, you know, uh the Ari and Lauren thing because there wasn't the initial Becca choice. But they reminded me of like, oh, it didn't seem like they had were as connected, but look at them now. Like they, it's serious. It's deep love. You totally. know, I know they're like the prize bachelor family <laughs> now. Well, I wonder if, I mean, I guess editing must've been different for this goat episode because even though, I mean, I obviously knew they were already, I already knew they were together, but I felt like watching this episode, they made it seem like, him and Catherine like the whole time mm-hmm. like it's just funny I got a di- very different impression than yeah. what you said Jess watching the season 
Yeah, because I guess you, yeah, so you haven't seen it in its entirety. They did, yeah, they did kind of make it seem that way. And, but I think it's because they do really have that success story um, to share it, like to have the reveal or the payoff at the end, like the whole family gathered around. So I think like they're, the franchise is super proud of Sean. They love Sean. um, (laughs) They love Catherine. So I think they're like all about pushing forward, like, what a success they yes. were. <laughs> They're like, look at what we did. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we created this. <laughs> we manufactured yeah. this. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. So one of my most favorite parts watching this back is watching the scene where you all are about to do the jump off of the uh, the oh, big God. tower. And I'm sitting here going, and I know for you, you're like, oh, like it was this new thing. And now knowing you via social media watching and I was like I'm looking at Sean I'm like bitch this woman just climbed Mount <laughs> Kilimanjaro like she's fine jumping off this I know I know well that was really weird yeah because I definitely um you know I'm from Colorado I have a little bit more of an adventurous spirit but I think in that moment I was feeling like really timid and mm-hmm. um and also just like oh, I need to like lean into Sean to, I don't, it was just weird. Like I, I think I was maybe not behaving in my most authentic self. And so I maybe acted a little more afraid. I don't know. Oh, you seemed, you seemed like you totally had it to me. It was just, it's just amazing. Oh yeah. No, but just to watch it and to know like, (laughs) oh my God, like I've when yeah. I've been watching your Kilimanjaro journey, which to me is like the most insane thing ever, because the Mount Everest Kilimanjaro things always just make me quake with scariness. <laughs> so to watch that, yeah. it's just so like it's it was just such a trip to like that you had the yeah. daredevil date, and now it's like yeah, check out our Insta. Well, I think they kind of also leaned into that. Like I, there was two things. I felt like I was always getting put on dates that were like adventurous, and or physically compromising and Mm. that's a whole nother thing that we can talk about which is I just I always felt like I was being a little bit exploited or put into Mm. into positions that were like maybe made to for me to like flounder or feel insecure about having one arm in the activity and maybe to see how Sean reacted or like would Sean comfort me or save the day and it became pretty obvious um like date after date, group date. It was always just these activities that I couldn't do. And Becca, they didn't show a lot of it in the recap, but you know, I I had to go to this roller derby group date and I had to do this like relay race where we had to milk a goat and, and like carry bales of hay across a field. And I was just like, Oh my God, literally can't milk a goat. Like this is kind of humiliating. And, and so that was something that probably bothered me the most out of like my edit, so to speak, was just feeling like I was put in these compromising scenarios. Or a position to like make you look helpless. Right. I'm like, why don't I get the date where I get to go shopping? (laughs) Why do I have to like row a boat across a lake right now? (laughs) You're like, I'm fine with it, but why are you choosing me for this? Yeah, yeah. That's so frustrating. Yeah. I kind of going off of that, I was wondering how did your experience on The Bachelor short, sort of like shape who you are now and how did it impact your life? Did it mm-hmm. have a bin, big impact? I felt like yeah. it impacted my life. I mean, there's the obvious ways of mm-hmm. like social media following and being in the spotlight. But what about you personally? Mm-hmm. It's like who you are. Yeah. So, I mean, so profoundly because um, 
before going on the show, I was, like I said, I was 25. I lived in Los Angeles. I worked in advertising mm-hmm. and I was really, um, I was really insecure in who I was, especially around my arm and dating. And this was like right before Instagram was big. I had like 45 followers and, um, but I was, I was at that age where people were starting to do like online dating and I was way too, um, afraid or self-conscious to put photos of myself on my dating app because I thought people are going to reject me as Mm -hmm. soon as they see that I have one arm or, you know, and so I was really insecure about that. And at the exact same time, a friend nominated me to go on The Bachelor. And so they called me in for casting and it was pretty surreal because like I said, I had grown up watching the show and I just figured, you know what, if I do this, maybe I won't be so afraid to like put my image out there and I won't be afraid to put my photo on dating apps because it's so crazy. My mind wasn't like, maybe you'll win and find love. I was like, maybe afterward, I'll be able to go on dating apps finally. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I went and I was really self-conscious and I was really worried about a lot of the conversations I would have to have with Sean and other girls on national television. But coming out of it, I really do think it helped me like face so many of those fears and get comfortable talking about the things that I was uncomfortable talking about. And shortly after the show aired, you know, I started getting messages from people all across the world um, that like either they had one arm or one leg or their daughter did or their niece does. And for the first time, they felt they could relate to someone on such a mainstream television Mm. show. And so for that, I think, you know, the light bulb started to go off in my head of like, wow, this is bigger than me. And um, and I've been given this incredible platform to help other women realize that, like, they're just as worthy and deserving of finding love and even going on a TV show. And and so it's been a wild ride ever since then and how I've used that platform to to connect with women all over the world. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what else is pretty cool? I told you I told you this, Sarah, but I don't think I told Jess or anyone else. We have crossed paths in person before. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> it's so crazy. Wait, I'm yes, jealous. It was. <laughs> no, it was before we didn't talk. It was before I went on The Bachelor. And it was like maybe the summer after your season of Paradise yeah. aired sometime around then. And uh, I was in Yosemite. And I think mm-hmm. I had hiked half down this week. And I was sitting in my car in Curry Village. And I saw... <laughs> I saw Sarah and I think is it maybe maybe it's your partner now. No, I don't know. He, no, no, it wasn't my best friend though. Oh, okay. So you were with with someone else and I saw her walk by and I was like, wait a second. Like I recognize her. And then this is kind of funny, but it flashed to you cry. like I was like, wait, I've seen her cry before. I was like, where have I seen this girl cry before? And then I connected and I was like, oh my gosh, she's from she's from The Bachelor. And then yeah. I looked you up on Instagram and saw you at Hike Taftum that day. But anyway, it was kind of it's kind of weird. We were in the same place yeah. at the same time. But I love and that. Now here that I was, am talking to you. That was such a also pivotal experience for me. That was the first time I climbed Half Dome. And like that experience of climbing Half Dome was just such a huge catalyst for everything I do now because it was so difficult for me. And but it showed me what I was capable of doing. And then obviously just sparked this passion to be outside and to recreate and that was, yeah so that was like a crazy weekend that I was there and you were there and I wish I knew you <laughs> 
I know. I, I wish I knew you too, aside from just being a Bachelor fan. <laughs> so I would have gone up and said hi now. Yeah, that's totally. crazy. So, so you didn't have like a big outdoorsy passion beforehand? I sort of figured I, you had always sort of been that way. No, like I did. Um, I really didn't enjoy even spending time outside until I was like 25 years old, 24 years old. Um, and I, I do think a lot of that has to do with growing up with a physical difference and just feeling like my comfort zone was like in the arts or, you know, in theater or kind of just doing a little bit more introverted activities. I didn't really like playing any sports because then that made me vulnerable. It put me out on a field where people could see me. And so I just really didn't like doing a lot of physical activities until I was, like I said, 20, 23 or four. And I learned how to ski. And then once I learned how to ski and learned, I loved it. I just was like, I want to do more and more outside. And, and then that's kind of when I got back into my Colorado roots, so to speak, and learned to love to to do everything outside. And I know you're a big climber, Becca, and I learned to climb. Used to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you'll get back into it and, and then the kids will be with you. Um, but yeah, I learned to climb like two or three years ago and I love it. And I wouldn't say I'm an expert at any one thing, but I just love trying as much as I can outside and testing those abilities. That's awesome. And I love seeing your, I love seeing you share about it on Instagram too. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Cool. Oh, no, you're cool. one of I like my to show um, other women what they can do too. Sorry, what's Oh that? no, no, you're it's just like no, when you're talking about showing other women, it's like and then you say you didn't get into your uh into the outdoors until you were 25. I'm like, I love. I mean, I'm, you know, just like an inside bug and I like <laughs> I love your Instagram <laughs> so much because it's so like the amount that you and Dylan travel and like your mm -hmm. what is it? Is it your RV that's all just set up or like your pop-up <laughs> and then and mm -hmm. I mean, I know that you had limited time and you have to go but I am dying to hear about Kilimanjaro like I need like a I full know. episode <laughs> I want to know everything yeah. happy to tell you about Kilimanjaro anytime and I, I think just uh, you know as a cliffhanger like it was the coolest experience of my life and not necessarily because of the mountain itself but the people I met there and getting to be in Africa and getting to be with the guides and the porters who literally give their lives to make it possible for mm. people to climb that mountain was the most remarkable thing of my life. So happy to tell you guys more about that anytime. And, um, I want to join for a episode recap of Claire because I'm good friends yes. with Claire and I'm just dying to see it and I listened to your oh, recap let's of do it. past bios and was like loving that. <laughs> oh no, we're making you promise that you have to come on and do a Claire recap with oh, us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Please, please. I know exactly what Claire likes. I know what Claire's uh, personality is like and what, you know, I, so I think I have some good intel into that, but I don't know any spoilers obviously because she's been locked up filming but <laughs> well, so i don't know anything stay but. away from spoilers because then we can have you on one of the early episodes yes. and then have you predict i do say what guys she's gonna be into ever since i started listening to you guys because i'm just like it'll i don't want to spoil your episode so i'm like i just want to <laughs> it's from not fun to me like i used to love the spoilers so much mm -hmm. and now since we stopped like looking at them at all i'm like oh my god this is way more fun to have no idea what's coming exactly 
I think since we're so involved in the Bachelor world now, too, it's like we're so inundated with Bachelor content like I didn't used to be pre-being on The Bachelor. And Mm -hmm. it's way more... Yeah, it's way more fun to not know anything. Yeah, it now. is. Well, yeah, when you we have, have to, to come on early and give us your guesstimations of who you think are going to be like in the top five, who you think she's going to fall sure. for, but is going to be the wrong choice and all that fun stuff. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. I like that. <laughs> so excited. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Sarah Broad. Sarah came on super last minute for us, and we so appreciate you. My, my, comrade fellow enneagram for just adore you <laughs> and i know well what v oh i was just gonna say speaking of your instagram please plug also where everyone please. can can find you oh yeah um you can follow me on instagram at sarah heron it's s-a-r-a-h-h-e-r-r-o-n um and that's kind of it i don't do tiktok <laughs> um <laughs> And and then if you want to learn more about my nonprofit organization, it's called SheLift, and you can follow them at SheLift, S H E L I F T Grams, SheLift Grams, and um, obviously we can talk more about that at a later time too. Oh my gosh, Very we'll cool. include that in all the episode notes, broads. Thank you so much, Sarah. We so appreciate you and had. The most Thank fun you. rewatching. And now I need to go rewatch some of these Bachelor in Paradise episodes. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll yeah. do that with watch my time. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to chat with you guys longer next time. Oh, oh, we Thanks, will. Sarah. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. All, all right, right, Broadswell. Love you all and chat soon. Chat, chat soon. soon. <laughs>